Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Tuesday, February 7th, and this is People Every Day. Hey guys, how's it going? I am finally feeling recuperated from the Grammys, even though news from behind the scenes is still pouring out of that show. We will get into that today and more as we've got another crop of interesting and important stories coming your way. So let's jump right in. We are starting off today with the continuing story of that devastating earthquake that hit the border of northwestern Syria and southeastern Turkey yesterday. ABC News is now reporting that over 5,000 people have died after the 7.8 magnitude quake hit the region pre-dawn Monday morning, followed by several powerful aftershocks. ABC News also reports that 8,000 people have been rescued so far and that as many as 23 million people are affected by the event. In response, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has declared a three-month state of emergency and designated the 10 Turkish provinces affected by the quake to be a disaster zone. Currently, around 24,000 first responders are on the ground, including over 3,000 from other countries who travel to Turkey to assist with the massive search and rescue effort. In a statement reacting to the earthquakes on Twitter, President Joe Biden wrote, quote, I am deeply saddened by the loss of life and devastation caused by the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. I have directed my team to continue to closely monitor the situation in coordination with Turkey and provide any and all needed assistance. Just a truly incalculable loss of life over there, you guys. Our thoughts are with the people of Turkey and Syria during this tragic event. And please head over to people.com for continued coverage on this and to see our list of ways you can help in the recovery. Moving on to some lighter news, Maria Shriver has revealed that she went to a convent after splitting from former husband Arnold Schwarzenegger in order to, quote, seek advice. During her appearance on the Making Space with Hoda Kotb podcast Monday, Shriver told Hoda that she began feeling like she had the freedom to be herself when she filed for divorce from Schwarzenegger in July of 2011 after 25 years of marriage. Shriver said, quote, I first felt like, oh, I'd better go and figure out, like, what is the truth? I went to a convent, a cloistered convent, to be in silence and look for advice. Shriver shared that the convent's reverend mother gave her permission, quote, to go out and become Maria during her visit, saying, quote, the reverend mother there said to me at the very end, I think you came here looking for permission. I had never given myself permission to feel, to be vulnerable, to be weak, to be brought to my knees, and the world did it to me. Mm. Shriver and Schwarzenegger's divorce was finalized in December of 2021, 10 years after initially filing, but the two have remained unified as a family since their breakup. In September, they posed with son Patrick Schwarzenegger at a birthday dinner in a photo shared to his Instagram after his 29th birthday. Now, about those Grammy Awards rumors, we're about to take a deep dive into reports of an altercation that took place backstage at Sunday's Grammy Awards. 
although the Grammys were a couple of days ago, everyone is still talking about the ongoing feud surrounding ex-Migos bandmates Quavo and Offset, or the rumored feud. During the show, Quavo led a heartfelt tribute to their fallen bandmate, Takeoff, who was shot and killed at a bowling alley in Houston last year. But according to multiple reports, things got messy between Quavo and Offset behind the scenes. While Offset has denied the incident took place, sources are saying the beef between these embattled stars continues to rage, leaving fans wondering if these two will ever reconcile or if there is just too much going on beneath the surface. Well, here to dissect this complicated family affair is music journalist and commentator Jacques Morel. Hey Jacques, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Always happy to be here. Awesome. Well, During the In Memoriam, let's just go right to the moment. This is at the Grammys. Offset was noticeably absent from Quavo's set, in which he performed Without You, that was dedicated to Takeoff. Then rumors began swirling that they had a verbal and physical confrontation backstage. So Offset has denied this. In a post on Twitter, he said, What I look like fighting my brother. Y'all, in words, is crazy. But E.T. dropped footage yesterday of what does appear to be some sort of confrontation taking place. Listen. And that voice sounds like Offset's wife, Cardi B. So what do you make of all this during music's biggest night, Jacques? It feels clear. Watching it, it felt like there was something that was missing. The performance was amazing. I thought it was one of the best Grammy performances in recent memory. Like the gravity of it, especially on hip hop's 50th anniversary night, hip hop really took center stage. And also the death of Takeoff really sent shockwaves throughout hip hop, especially because the Migos were so tight. And I say were because they are not what they once were when they came onto the scene about 2015, 2016. And It appears is that Quavo prevented his cousin Offset from coming on stage with him to perform Without You, the song that Quavo recorded in the death of Takeoff. And it's really sad. It really felt like this performance could have been that reconciliation. It was always about family with the three of them, with Quavo being Takeoff's uncle and Offset being Quavo's cousin. The whole thing, they were blood. So to see that this feud continues to go on during probably Quavo's biggest televised performance ever um, is just truly sad. Yeah. It's really sad. It's so, so sad. Let's talk about what they've said about the Fisher and how this split happened. The Migos repped Atlanta and rose to fame, as you said, in 2016 with their hit Bad and Bougie before that, but that just really kind of took off. And then they went on to have several hit singles and win multiple awards, including Grammys. But they hit a rough patch last summer when Offset reportedly unfollowed Quavo and Takeoff on Instagram. And then shortly after, Quavo and Takeoff dropped a track together. They appeared as Unk and Few on on Revolt TV's Big Facts podcast, and Quavo said this. He said, I just feel like we want to see our career as a duo. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we just came from a loyal family-ish that's supposed to stick together. And sometimes when ish don't work out, it ain't meant to be. And then during that same interview, Takeoff said, we always family now. That ain't gonna change. So just as a fan and given all of their contributions to rap and hip-hop, how did it make you feel to hear when Migos were going to go their separate ways. 
I kind of felt like it was inevitable. You got to butt heads, especially a group of male rapper men. <laughs> they got to butt heads. Male celebrities can sometimes feel like a group of pirates, you know, a bunch of buccaneers just fighting amongst each other. Since there wasn't any like violence attached to it, it just kind of seemed like a spat between family. And I think with Takeoff passing away in Texas last year, it took on a new light because the two of them, Quavo and Takeoff, had been rapping together since they were like 11, 12. But I think we just always thought that maybe they would come, they would figure it out and they would drop another project. I mean, we were hoping for that moment, like you said, at the Grammys and we didn't get it. Yeah. It was wrenching. It really was like to see Quavo just stand there and hold up that chain. They're known for these huge sparkling diamond chains. There's three of them and they would all have mm -hmm. their three kind of chains on and he's just holding takeoffs up there. They were inseparable. Yeah. From Hannah Montana to Fight Night to Walk It Like a Talk It, like... The three of them were inseparable. They made great music. They were coming up with making songs in 20 minutes. They were a trio. Yeah. They were the three amigos. They were the amigos. And I'm optimistic. I feel like they'll figure this out. That's what I'm feeling in that both of them are saying, this didn't happen. We didn't fight. I'm like, maybe they got together after the show or something and, and squashed it and they're good now. And that's why they're putting this PR spin on it, which would be so happy. Like, you know, that would be wonderful. It would be. But the cynical journalist in me just knows that they're just media trained. Yeah. They're really well media trained. <laughs> and they just know that the first thing you do is you just deny, deny, deny. Yeah. Especially when there's evidence. Like there's so many yeah. production assistants and production people that there's no way. That, yes, there's no like, way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's no way. I'm a hip hop optimist. All right. <laughs> yeah. Jacques. Oh, gosh. I do hope they are able to work it out, though. And thank you Me so too. much Me for too. coming on and just having such a good grasp on all of this and on their, their journey. I really appreciate it. Guys, read more about this story over on our website. And Jacques, thanks. No problem. Coming up, the new season of The Bachelor is just getting started, and we're sitting down with one of our favorites, Joe Amabile, or better yet, Grocery Store Joe, to talk all things Bachelor Nation. But first, what's the best cure for Tuesday blues? How about some Paul Rudd? We'll share the Ant-Man star's latest hijinks next. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
It's a big month for Paul Rudd. Not only is he starring in the year's first big blockbuster, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which premiered last night in Los Angeles and opens everywhere later this month, but he also has to worry about his beloved Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Eagles this Sunday in the Super Bowl. And on top of all that, he has to open up about passing on the title of Sexiest Man Alive to his Marvel co-star, Chris Evans. But in an exclusive interview with People, Rudd revealed he offered some advice to Evans on how to take up the mantle. Absolutely. I I said, look, here's here's the deal, Chris. This comes with a lot of responsibility. Um, If you want to sit down and maybe have like, we'll probably need to spend the day. It's going to take hours. Rudd's battles don't end there, though. The actor opened up on the red carpet for Monday night's premiere to reveal what his kids think about his role as the titular superhero. Rudd revealed that his 17-year-old son Jack and 13-year-old daughter Darby are somewhat indifferent to his iconic role, saying, quote, I think I'm dad more than I'm Ant-Man. They don't care, nor should they. <laughs> Rudd also reflected on how playing the role of Ant-Man has changed his life, saying, quote, it's coming up now on nearly 10 years, which is a long time, and it's been a wild ride. I've gotten to go to many different countries. I've met lots of people I never would have met. And to be a part of something that has such global interest has been an amazing experience. Well, Paul, your kids might not care that you're Ant-Man, but we'll always love you. You can check out our exclusive cover story with him next week and check him out when Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania comes out everywhere February 17th. My Bachelor fans, have we got a treat for you. We're going to get into last night's episode. That's a given. But we got a special guest here to do that with us, and I'm so excited about it. He's a Bachelor fan favorite. You guys saw him and loved him on The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. He's one of the hosts of the Clickbait with Bachelor Nation podcast, and he's married to his Paradise Final Rose recipient, Serena Pitt. I think you all know who I'm talking about. Joe Amavli, a.k.a. Grocery Store Joe, is here. Joe, it's so great to see you. Welcome. How are you? Thanks for having me. You said my last name perfect, so I'm happy about that. Wonderful. I practiced. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first off, as we just mentioned, you're married. You and Serena got married this past October. So how's Newlywed Life? How are you both doing? It's great. We're actually, we're in the process of planning wedding number two so our friends and family could come. But being newly married, kind of the same, but, you know, we have a good time. We know how to enjoy ourselves. Nice, nice. Was there a honeymoon? Our honeymoon was at Golden Diner in New York, and we had (laughs) pancakes. But we are going to have a honeymoon after our wedding in September. Nice, nice, nice. And the wedding planning is easy. It's going fine. It's, It's not chaos. I I, I didn't realize (laughs) wedding planning's a lot. We have a wedding planner. Her name's Christine. She's great. But yeah, I mean, you're talking about emails every day. It's expensive. So yeah, it's definitely, it's a lot. Okay. Well, you see, I'm putting the positivity out there. I was like, it's easy. It's fine, right? Everything's fine. (laughs) I love it. Okay. We have to talk about this season of The Bachelor. Before we dive into last night's episode, though, let's talk about our leading man and friend of the show, Zach Shawcross. Being the lead of this show can definitely be intimidating, especially dating so many people at once. But he's the sweetest guy, I think. And you can tell he's trying to be considerate of the women's feelings, right? Hey, I think a little too much. Mm. We're missing out on some drama here because because he's so 
well groomed and, and, and <laughs> he's very he's very as of right now he's doing all the right things and we're like wow this is still reality tv people <laughs> exactly that's what I, I was screaming at the tv yesterday i'm like you can't let her go this is reality tv we need some characters here Let's get into that. Last night, the first one-on-one date went to Katie, and they went to the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles, and there was a connection. You could tell. It was obvious. So so much so that Zach asked Katie to spend the night with him at the museum. There was a tent set up for them and everything. So, Joe, what did you make of this? I feel like this was the show's friends moment. It was a little Ross and Rachel, like their first Mm. date in a museum. I feel like that's what they were trying to do. But it was the first time I've ever watched a season where it was like a beginning of the season sleepover. Yeah. Do you think they hooked up? No. Really? Well, I I guess let's define hookup. I mean, I think they at least Mm. made out. Yes, yes. Oh, for sure. But I don't think it went down to the ground, like, you know, around all of the prehistoric. (laughs) Yeah, probably. I mean, they they did push the beds together. Yeah. Katie was one of the few from the beginning where I was like, she's gonna be there towards the end. Like, she's mm. my pick, I think, that he ends up with. Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. I just, I promise you, I put him on such a, like, gentlemanly, sweet pedestal. Maybe things got hotter than I think. <laughs> Let's talk about Christina, because she was the catalyst for a lot of drama this week. Brianna, who got America's yeah. First Impression Rose, sent herself home, but not before warning Zach about Christina and telling him that she was one of the reasons she was leaving. And a lot of the girls backed Brianna up, and Christina admitted to Zach that two girls confronted her about her behavior, but Christina was the only one who did not get a rose and was sent home. So Zach is not playing around here when looking for his future bride. Well, first I was upset that Brianna sent herself home. I also don't buy that she sent herself home because of Christine, I think she just wasn't that into Zach and knew there was no connection there and wanted to go out on her own terms, Mm. which is unfortunate because to me, she was one of the more entertaining people on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I think it definitely shows a sign that Zach, you know, the first sign of any bit of drama or arguing in the house, he's going to cut you. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's not playing around, which I kind of wish he was. As a viewer, I wish he would have kept her. All the drama aside, the second one-on-one date went to Allie. Uh, When she got the date card, it came with a wedding dress. But this date wasn't what you would think it would be because they went skydiving, y'all, in wedding clothes. Yeah, that happened. There was dinner and a musical performance after Allie got the rose. There was a connection. Do you think she could go all the way? Just wondering. Allie really surprised me. We didn't see much of her up until her one-on-one date. I thought she was... Very sweet, very personable. I I think they have a great connection. I think he feels very comfortable in front of her. I think she goes far. Mm. I feel like she's the girl that he's going to run to when things get a little heavy and he wants somebody to just talk to, somebody he feels comfortable Mm. with. I like her. I think she's going to be there for a while. Nice. Wow, guys, The Bachelor airs every Monday at 8, 7 Central on ABC. You can also listen to the Clickbait with Bachelor Nation podcast on Spotify to get more of this from Joe. So good. It's on Apple, Spotify, and iHeart, and wherever you get your podcast. Joe, it was so great having you on. Thanks for stopping by. Of course. Thanks for having me. Anytime. 
Well, guys, you know those things you see in movies as a kid that you think are going to be a much bigger deal in your life than they end up being, like quicksand or lasers? (laughs) Or what about objections at weddings? You always see it on TV, but you never see someone actually do it, right? Well, this group of groomsmen on TikTok must have felt the same way because when their good friend Dustin got married, they had some thoughts. It even started just like in the movies. If either of you or anyone else present knows any just cause why this marriage should not take place. I ask that you make it known at this time. But then the actual objections began and the laughs started rolling. Dustin, I don't think you guys should get married because once you put that ring on her finger, no more Xbox, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin can't marry her. I thought he was married to the gym. And the laughs kept rolling as each and every groomsman said their piece. But eventually, the officiator had enough. Now, besides the groomsmen, (laughs) is there anyone else? You can check out all the groomsmen's many legitimate objections on user at Isaac500's TikTok page. Wedding season may still be a few months away, but for now, these groomsmen will make you smile. (laughs) That's all for today, everybody. Have a good rest of your Tuesday, and we'll be back tomorrow for another brand new People Every Day.